Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing with Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director, here with Mara Levinsky, Senior Editor. Hi, everyone. Well, Mara, summer is right around the corner, and we have our annual summer preview in this week's issue. So there is a lot to keep people indoors in the months ahead. Uh, so let's start with days. Um, the show is actually going to address the real-life death of Peggy McKay by having Caroline pass away on screen. That's going to bring back some familiar faces, including Carrie, who is harboring a secret, and Sammy, who will have other drama to play out with an ailing will. And um, this is fun. We're also going to see the return of the Brady Horton barbecue on July 4th, which will be really a good time for viewers because that's been sort of sidelined yeah, for a yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, um, On YNR, Nikki and Victor will unite like never before when they must face an unexpected challenge. Uh, the Abbots are going to discover there is a threat to Jabot from outside the family, which is, will force Jack and Ashley to call a truce. And Lauren and Michael's relationship will be tested when he starts exploring his long-buried dark side. Ooh. Well, on B&B, the Hope uh, Phoebe is Beth story will drive the show throughout the summer. Hope will eventually find out the truth, but until then, a few new villains emerge and more people become privy to the secret that Flo, Zoe, and Shauna are keeping. The entire cast will become involved, and there will be an incredible cliffhanger, and not everyone may make it out alive. Mm-hmm. Um, on GH, Sam and Jason discover the link between Wiley and Shiloh and get drawn into the efforts to protect the baby from the dangerous man who appears to be his biological father. <laughs> Ava goes down a dangerous path as she reels from the Ryan drama, and Liz and Franco will finally celebrate their marriage outside of the jailhouse. But as the summer progresses, they will face a surprising new test. Um, I'm only laughing because Mara will attest to the fact that I had to call her to ask her about the Willow and Shiloh and the baby and Brad and Lucas's baby and Nell's baby. I needed some clarification on that. Yes, it can get a little confusing. Um, and Liz <laughs> Even and Frank- when you work here. Right? Yes, and it's true. Um, and Liz and Franco, of course, will also be receiving a, a nice visit from Liz's half-sister, Hayden. Well, speaking of Rebecca Budig, who plays Hayden, um, I'm really excited to see her back. I uh, I think that story felt a little unfinished, mm-hmm. and you spoke to her for an interview in this issue, and what'd she have to say? 
Well, she said she was really surprised to receive an overture from General Hospital, but that she was really happy that the show saw the potential in mining exactly that, the unfinished business between Hayden and Finn. She also told me how much she is looking forward to working with Michael Easton, who plays Finn again, but she told me not to tell him that, so everyone listening is sworn to secrecy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Rebecca, your secret is safe with me. Mm -hmm. Um, We actually have another return interview in this issue. It's Stacey Heiduck, who is back as Daisy's Kristen, and she is thrilled. She tells us she left the show the last time and was told that she'd be back, but when the months went by, she worried it wasn't going to happen. And, you know, she didn't want to go back to driving an Uber again, which she had done when she was in between jobs prior to coming to Salem. And then she booked a TV movie with Christopher Sean, who used to play Paul on the show, and Kelly Kruger, who plays YNR's Mac. And she prayed to the universe, and then she got the call from Days to come back. So this time around, she's working a lot with Ariane Zucker, Eric Martzoff, and Paul Telfer, and she could not be happier. Okay, so let's do a quick review of everyone who's coming back over the next little while, because I feel like it's a really impressive list. Mm-hmm. Um, at YNR, you've got Greg Rickard as, as Kevin, Michelle Stafford as Phyllis, um, Eileen Davidson presumably popping back in as Ashley, um, and quite likely Elizabeth Hendrickson popping up as Chloe alongside her gig as GH's Margot. Okay, so then on the day's front, in addition to Stacy, there's Allison Sweeney coming back as Sammy, Christy Clark as Carrie, Brian DeTillo as Lucas, who talked about it with us recently on the podcast, and a little further down the line, we have Stephen Nichols coming back as Steve. You know, I just love all these returns. I think it adds so much to the canvas when people pop in and out. You know, it's more like real life in that way. And I like what the new team at YNR is doing already by bringing back Doug Davidson's Paul and now Kevin. These were characters that the fans were upset to see written out and are very welcome faces again. Yeah, it's just a smart move on a lot of levels. I mean, no one in the fan base is going to be like that jazzed when word breaks that someone they've never heard of is debuting in the role of a character we don't know yet. But when we hear that Doug Davidson is coming back as Paul or that Ingo Rademacher is returning to GH's Jax, that's the kind of news that fans can really get behind and get excited about. And I may be beating a dead horse at this point, but while I understand the need to build upon the characters currently on the canvas, the core audience really wants to see the the people they have come to love. So yes, seeing an Ingo Rademacher, who is actually our guest today, already makes GH feel like the old days. Now, Ingo most recently appeared on B&B as Thorn, but something just feels right about him resuming the role of Jax. So let's get him on the phone to talk all about it. Hi, Ingo. Hi, how's it going, guys? Good. Thanks so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Well, we just love seeing you back on General Hospital. Um, Ingo, my claim to fame is always that I did your first interview for Soap Opera Digest when you started (laughs) back in the day. We won't say when, will we? No, it was just a few years ago. Um, Right, I'm sure the super fans remember the exact date, though. I think it was January 96. I was going to say it was 96 when you and I first talked. So (laughs) here we are all these years later. Um, So we are going to go back a little in time to that time. Tell us what you remember about being cast on GH. Well, I remember, um, you know, coming to L.A. and and I'd done a a, um, a daytime show in Australia called Paradise Beach. And um, we were fairly successful with getting close to jobs and everything. And my managers were like, do you want to go out for daytime? And I was like, why not? You know, let's just see what's there. So I think I actually went for for a, a general casting with the head of ABC casting. Somehow that tape ended up getting over to Mark Teshna, I believe. And um, and that's how that happened. They called me in from from seeing that kind of general audition that I did with uh, with somebody at ABC 
um, just a general casting that my managers got me in on. And uh, yeah, it went from there. And I, I remember actually um, testing for Jax and I'm in the makeup chair and I was, like, <laughs> I was like, usually you test against other people, right? When you do a network test, <laughs> usually there's like two or three other people. And um, I asked, I said, so where, where are the other people that I'm testing against? And they said, oh no, you're the only one testing. Oh. <laughs> so that doesn't mean you got the job. That just kind of takes the, I don't know if that tech actually takes the pressure off or if it puts the pressure on. Because if you don't get the job, that means you kind of, uh, you crashed out of first place in a motorcycle race, <laughs> <Right>. basically. <laughs> when, when there was nobody else in the race. <laughs> so, um, uh, but back in those days, I didn't think like that. I just thought, yeah, right on. You know, this is this is great. Um, I'm the only one testing for it. It's and, mine. Uh, I think, yeah, and I think basically they were like, uh, we don't want to give the network any other options. We we really want you for this for this role. So um, they they totally totally kind of rewrote. I don't know if they rewrote the character. Actually, came came up with the character. I believe they came up with the with a brand new character. And after they saw my my general audition tape that I did with ABC, so. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a kind of a cool, uh, cool process. And, um, and then, uh, yeah, I remember actually starting, I think I went in around December, beginning of December, it may, may have even been November and I was as, as broke as you can possibly be. <laughs> and I remember, um, all my friends in LA, all my active friends and Jason Simmons, who was uh, one of the Aussie actors that was on, on Paradise Beach with me, who was on Baywatch at the time. Um, uh, he, he and some friends, they were all getting a place up in Big Bear for Christmas. And I'm like, oh, you know, I really want to come guys, but I'm totally broke. But I got a job starting in January. <laughs> I can <laughs> so pay you back. You, Float me. Can you loan me some money? <laughs> yeah. It was like, I don't know. My, my cut was 150 bucks or something, you know, but I was down to my last, my last, last bit of cash. <laughs> <laughs> and uh um and then they delayed my um my entrance because uh goodness you can probably remind me of this but one of the actresses that was very popular on the show she passed away and they had to uh to kind of figure out how to write her out and that was right before I came on the show so Rosalind Cash Yes correct exactly yeah so it, it delayed my um my my coming on, uh, I think by a couple of months, I believe I was supposed to start in like November or December. I didn't end up starting until like January sometime or late January. So, yeah, I was borrowing money at that point. Just gonna say, did you pay your friends back? <laughs> I'm sure I did. Okay, good. Still with, my with interest, that would be a problem at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a lot. <laughs> so I remember what like kind of like an overnight sensation you became uh, as Jax on GH. What was that like for you to come onto the show and just kind of very quickly become a, a like a bit of a GH superstar? It was a good negotiating uh, a tool to, to extend my contract. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> um, you know, I think those first Emmys in New York, I, I remember um, – walking to my seat and the crowd kind of going crazy and, and, and then Maurice comes in and the crowd's going crazy. And, and, uh, I didn't, I had no idea really what was, uh, what was going on at that point. And, and then I stood up in my seat just to kind of stand up and, and the, 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 the crowd behind me up on the balcony goes crazy. And I'm like, 
what's what's going on here? And, and my my cast members next to me or who, producers or whatever, I can't remember who it was. And they were like, they're, they're cheering for you when you stand up. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm going to sit. I'm going to sit down and then I'm going to stand up again. I'm oblivious to, to any anything at all. If, if there's a stranger that comes up to me in the street and yells, Ingo, Ingo, I think I know them from school or, you know, they know me. But the fact that I'm on TV, I always forget that part. So, um, you know, yeah, that that um, back in those days, it was a very, very um, exciting storyline. The triangle, you know, with uh, with Brenda. And or Brender, as I used to call right. it, <laughs> as 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 we make an er out, out of a out of an a, uh, that's just an Aussie thing. Um, but uh, yeah, that was a great storyline. That was uh, that was um, yeah. I came I came right into like you know working with with the with the with the most popular actors on the show right at that time. So um, you know, um, and it's tough to come into that because. You know, I see it now with new people coming on the show. You know, fans have their favorites. And if you're a new person coming in, they, they don't always like that, especially if you're breaking up a super couple. So, you know, I was able to kind of maybe get a 50-50 split on that. And um, I think that's why ABC kept me around. Well, you are on the phone with two avowed um, Sonny yes. and Brenda fans. Uh, but I said I still did love Jax as a character. Um, but tell us about your relationship with Vanessa. What was that like? Um, we were young back in those days, you know, so it, it wasn't as smooth sailing as as it would be now. You know, I think as we get older, we all get more mature. But, you know, uh, we're all in our 20s. And uh, it, it was, um, I don't know, it was, I think back in those days, it was, uh, you know, I was single back in those days. So it was always like, uh, I was always going up to Mark Teshner's office and going, you know, cast me a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> did it work? <laughs> it, it, no, no, it did not work. Uh, you know, back then, this is, is different, you know, and I think now, you know, when, when everybody's kind of settled, I mean, even the relationship that I have with Maurice now, it's just wonderful. You know, I, we, I, we have this like mutual love for each other. I think, you know, we're always texting each other and checking out each other's stories. And I have yet to go down to his uh, old McDonald had a farm. Um, you haven't met the goat? But, no, I haven't gone down there yet. He actually wants to put me in a chair in the in the um in the enclosure and interview me while the goat is eating at me. And I go, I said, Maurice, I said, you do realize I grew up on a goat farm. We had two hundred head of goats in Australia. And he goes, Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> right. I know that. <laughs> yeah, so he needs to do no the pre interview with, with Stephanie <laughs> to get ready for that. Why have I, you have to say yes, because now my life isn't complete unless I see you sitting in a chair surrounded by goats gnawing at you. <laughs> I have to. No, I'm absolutely going down there for sure. It's a great little place for the, for the kids to see. And I actually would love to hang out with Mo, you know, a little bit more uh, socially as well. So he's just, he's, a, he's just a great guy. And, um, you know, instead of like fighting about storyline now, I think it's more of a mutual, um, how can we make this better? You know, how can we create? Um, what the fans want to see. So, you know, we talk about it, we come up with ideas, sometimes we pitch them to Frank, um, you know, and uh, he's always very receptive as well. So, you know, it's it's a great collaboration there, I think. Great team. Well, to that point, you know, what do you think, like here you are now in 2019 on the show, you started in 1996, um, you know, 
how are you different than when you started on the show? It sounds like you've changed. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think we, you know, we just, hopefully we all mature as we get older and we keep learning and we, we, you know, we keep getting better and, um, um, yeah. So, uh, you know, I think, you know, working with, um, the last time I came back when I'm trying to think what year it was now, was it 20, uh, 2017, 2017, it was like two, two something year, two and a half years ago, mm-hmm. two and a half years ago. And, and right before I left too, you know, all the storyline that I had with Laura Wright was, was, um, I, I think I was having the most amount of fun that I've ever had on the show when I was working with her. Um, it was very, it was just, it was all about the work, you know, and it's becoming more and more that now, um, as we grow as people, as we grow as actors, it's, it really becomes more and more about the work and how do we, how do we make this, you know, fun and interesting, um, not just for ourselves, but also, you know, I mean, at the bottom line is the, the, the fans. So sometimes you get a scene and you're like, oh, you know, you read it and you're like, what are we doing this for? What is this for? And then you read it again and you're like, okay, maybe I got to work a little bit harder at this to figure out what the writer is trying to communicate here. And then uh, a lot of the time, um, instead of getting upset about the material, you go, oh, I got it. I got it. Okay, I got it now. And then, you know, you'll have a discussion with Laura or with Maurice and, and uh, talk about um, what the scene's really about. And we don't have a lot of time for that. But, you know, um, sometimes, you know, you can, you can uh, collaborate and come up with something, something great. So... Um, and that's come with maturity. Yes, <laughs> I, I I think so. You know, um, I don't think it with with Maurice and I. It's not not about uh, you know uh, uh, a personal like who can be you know who can be on top, um, uh, Sunny or Jax. It doesn't matter now. It's more about um, how do we make it interesting. You know, because you've got to have you've got to you got to have the villain and you got to have the good guy. You know, you you, you can't have um, you can't have uh, uh, love without hate, right? You can't have uh, light without darkness. It's one of those things, and I think that you know we we kind of both realized that instead of fighting each other like we used to back in the day, and he used to get upset at me for you know because I was bigger than he was, and you know. Um, the fight scene is unfair and this and Sonny would just shoot him and, you know, it's just, just funny stuff like that. Now it's more about, you know, how do we make it entertaining? And, um, I think that's very mature from, from both of us, I think. And from, uh, um, from anybody else that I work with, they're really on the cast. So. Well, you talked about working with Laura. I thought it would be fun to talk about some of the, the other GH leading ladies you've had through the years. Now, Jax, of course, had a platonic marriage to Alexis, and the fans really, really loved their friendship. What has it been like uh, to work with Nancy Legrand over the years? Yeah, you know, I wanted to throw that line in there, but they didn't let me uh, <laughs> at the nurse's ball, you know, mm-hmm. where where I say to um, uh, who's, the, Doctor, who's the guy? Dr. Neil Do- Byrne. Dr. Ne- right, all right. He's sitting at the table, and he goes. He goes. So I take it you guys know each other well, and I'm and, and Jax goes. Um, well, she's my ex-wife, actually. And I wanted to add, but never consummated. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but they were like, no, don't do that. I'm like, well, but it's kind of it's funny, you know. But we, we didn't. You know, there's always stuff that we try that we throw out there. And like, hey, can I say this? You know, this will be more like the fans would appreciate it and be like, that's right. They never slept together. 
So yet, um, <laughs> I think they'll be. I think they'll be friends. Uh, friends forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, way to way to ruin a good friendship would be if they if they did hook up. But um, right. you know, you never you never know what the future holds. True. Um, yeah. Now, what about working with Robin Christopher? Oh, that was great. Absolutely fantastic. I, I think about her often, and I hope that she's uh, you know enjoying her uh, her life. Uh, I remember when she packed up everything in LA with her husband, her kids, and they and they drove cross country. I think they went back to the East Coast. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was um, that was great stuff too. It really was. And what about Kelly Monaco? You were uh, you kind of broke her in when she came to uh, GHS. Really? Mm-hmm. Goodness me, that's that long ago. <laughs> yeah, I did, huh? I brought I brought her on, and then what? Sunny stole her or something? Typical. Yeah. Is that what happened? It is. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, Kelly. I mean, Kelly was great working. Absolutely, it was great working with Kelly. Um, but you know, none of those, none of those. Uh, you know, we talk. We can talk about all the the. You know, after I think Vanessa left the show, they were they were, actually no, she went back with Sunny, and then she left with something. But when she was back with Sunny, they were trying to cast somebody else for me, and it just didn't work. Um. You know, it just they just couldn't find anybody to, for me to to work with that was um, that was working. Uh, um, so I think you now now as well, like that's going back to that maturity thing as well. You know, I think uh, it's it's more important to um, to just work. You know, with 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 the actors that they give you to work with um, instead of letting personal things get in the way. So. You know, I think that um, that comes with age and maturity, I believe. So, um, yeah, so now I'm, a, you know, I'm a big believer in in just showing up, doing my work, and 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 uh, doing the best that I can with whoever they put me with, uh, and and let them make the decisions. You know, so. Well, I have to say, there's already some sparks there with Michelle Stafford's Nina at the nurses' ball on the red carpet the other day, and now you'll well, be working. Well, too bad, yeah. Too- too bad she's gone. I mean, I've known Michelle for, for, for as long as I've been on soaps, and um, we never worked together. We've never worked together. She's good friends with Vanessa as well. We were just talking about that the other day, and um, and I was like, wow, you know, we just started working together. We started, like, really getting along and working well together, and she's gone. <laughs> so Well, now you have Cynthia coming. You're looking forward right. to working with her? I, I'm going to meet her on Wednesday. We're doing a big press press um, press event at ABC, so um, we're going to be busy for um, pr- probably most of the morning, uh, doing interviews and hopefully getting to know each other a little bit. So yeah, I, I have never, I don't think I've ever met her. Um, but she, she lived live in, in Hawaii. You live she in lived Hawaii. In my, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she lived in my old neighborhood, I believe. I'm not sure where she lived in Hawaii, but um, I'm sure we got something to talk about there. <laughs> yeah, you find some common ground for sure. Well, maybe. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, when I did the movie with um, uh, um, Matthew Fox, I I did a movie, I did Alex Cross with him, you know, in 2012 in in Cleveland. And and, uh, we're we're talking uh, in in the scene where he ends up shooting me. And uh, Mm -hmm. I go, yeah, you must have loved Hawaii. And he looked at me and was like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) And there you have it. it. Hated it. I'm like, oh, okay. Okie dokie. We won't be having a conversation about that anymore, will we? Moving on. So, I, so I'm going to be careful about how I approach Cynthia with the Hawaii. You must have loved it there. I love it there. My house is my house is there. That's so funny to me. 
Hey, right. it's not paradise for everybody, you know? So. But for the Rademachers, it is. Yeah, well, for this Rademacher, it is. My parents were also there, and I tried to keep them in Hawaii. They, they, they didn't want to be on a tropical place. They wanted to be back in the, in the mountains and go hiking. So, yeah, it's, it's not everybody's paradise. <laughs> <laughs> well, even though I feel like maybe there have been some love interests for Jax that, like, weren't home runs, I feel like uh, they very successfully cast a brother for you in Sebastian Roche. I love to follow your adventures as pals on your Instagram. How did the two of you become so close? Oh, I think it was um, – I was in Hawaii actually for like two months while he when he came on the show, and um, and everyone was like, "Oh, you got to meet Sebastian. He's just like you, you know. You got you got to kind of hit it off." <laughs> I remember, I remember the first day he came up on the set, and I was up on the set, and he just walks up to me and he goes, "Ingo," and he gives me a big hug, and we started rapping out, and then you know we started hanging out after after that. Um, yeah, and it was a pity that they that they um, you know that they couldn't figure out what to do with Jerry. Uh, they kind of wrote him into a corner, I thought, you know. And um, <laughs> I was bummed, you know, and he was bummed too. I mean, you know, he's been doing great since he left the show. Um, but it's it's you know also at the same time it's nice to have a steady steady gig, you know. Um, but yeah, I, was, I thought it was unfair. Uh, what was how long was he on for? Two years or three years? Something like that, right? Gosh, in total, I would have to like add it up because he's come back a few times to do some yeah, dastardly but not on things. Contract. Right, not yeah, on contract. Not on contract, no. No, that's a big difference, you know. So when you know you have a job, when you're on contract or when you're just floating around, that's a, you know, that's a big, a, a big difference in your personal life. So, um, yeah, but that was a bummer because, you know, I thought we had great stuff uh, together. Um, I did and, too. You know, I was they, a big Jerry Jacks fan. Um, you know. Yeah, so, but sometimes they make that mistake. You know, they they bring on a brother and you work with him for a month, and then you don't work with him again. And then he has his own storyline all of a sudden, doing his own things, and you never ever see him. <laughs> and that's what kind of that's what kind of happened there as well. You know, they didn't they didn't um, uh, think that the 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 brother relationship was was uh, interesting enough when it was. I thought you know it really it was know. interesting. Um, and they didn't play that. They played that later. I mean, Frank played it again when we both came on as as, as guest stars during that uh, uh, big location shoot that we right. did. That was amazing. And they really played on that, you know. And, and you know, had we both been on the show, you know, as, as uh, regulars, then I think that you could have kept going on that. You just got to be careful with a character like that, that you don't ruin him. You don't make him too too crazy. There's not a lot of coming back from that. So. Right. Once you poison the town's water supply, it's a little difficult to reintegrate yeah. the character. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. <laughs> well, they also had cast a mother for Jax in Lady Jane, played by Barbara Tarbuck, who Barbara Tarbuck, passed yep. away. Um, well, tell us what your memories are of her. Oh, um, I first met her like at the very beginning in 96. You know, she came on um, and uh, it was just a great relationship right away. You know, she just felt like mom, like she felt like Jax's mom and, uh, and Peter, um, uh, who played my dad, uh, also, you know, I thought that was just great casting all the way around. And it's, it's sad that she's no longer with us because uh, it'd be great if she, you know, if she was still around she could come back on the show, but you know, mm-hmm. Jax's parents both gone. And that's what happens as we get older, you know. We start we start losing our loved ones, and, and more and more people around us 
uh, die, not just on, on, on camera, but in our personal lives as well. You know, it's one of those things about getting older. Right. I think it's so lovely that they, you know, address it on screen and Jocelyn talks about her grandmother and, you know, that feels very real to me. Yeah. And we had that beautiful scene where I was, you know, talking about um, being by our bedside and all that that kind of stuff, you know. So that was it was nice. You know, General Hospital does a really, really good job with that, you know. Um, and the great thing is, you know, we have, what is it, 38 minutes of, or closer to 40 minutes of, of TV time. Um, we get to, we get to actually talk, you know, we get to actually, um, uh, explain storylines. So, um, which, which I think is nice, you know, that we get that time. We didn't, we didn't really have that on, uh, on Bold and the Beautiful. It's, it's, uh, uh, 18 or 17 or 18 minutes of TV and you just don't really have a lot of time, you know? So. Right. It's it that's a very quick watch as a viewer. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. will say. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Amazing that it's only that short. You know, you think it's oh, it's a half hour show. No, not with all the commercials. Mm-hmm. Right. Um well tell us what else stands out to you about your B and B experience where you recently played Thorn. Um well I mean just like all I think most of this I can't compare. I've only been on the two, so uh the way it works over there is um is very similar. Um, great crew, great cast, no divas. Um, and, uh, you know, everyone just shows up and, and does the best that they can. I really had a great time with, with Torsten K. I, I, I got, I gotta say, I, I'm bummed that I don't get to work with him anymore. He's a, a wonderful actor and uh, a great human. And, uh, it's we funny. Agree. Because, <laughs> you have yes. two fans Tor- here. Torsten, <laughs> Torsten is awesome. He, we just, and we had so much fun because, you know, he doesn't get to speak German and I don't get to speak German very often. But um, because we both left around the same time, we kind of both speak the, you know, the same kind of, you know, I wouldn't say perfect German, you know, but we, uh, we, uh, we talked a lot in German. So it was, uh, <laughs> it was quite funny. You talk to each other in rudimentary German. This is what I'm picturing in my head. It's just, it's just nasty, you know, we call each other, we call each other Shetzikin, which means little treasure, you know, so I see him, I'm like, I'm on my little treasure, Shetzikin. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah, it, it, it was, it was a lot of fun. I, I miss working with him for sure. Uh, maybe I'll get to work with him again one day, um, wherever that might be. But um, yeah, he, no, he's great. Great guy. And also um, uh, John McCook over there, um, I have to say, uh, was awesome playing my dad it was great having a family you know um and being incorporated into that um and of course um uh Catherine kelly lang she's she's amazing too you know you would think that that somebody like that would have uh you know be a diva mm-hmm. not at all not at all yeah it, it, <laughs> she's uh she's a hard worker she's every vacation she's off in italy you know promoting the show and doing her own thing um, yeah, and everybody else too, you know, it was great seeing Scott Clifton again over there who used, used to be on general hospital with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was, um, it was a good work environment as well. So, but you know, being back on GH, you know, everybody was always, you know, saying you gotta, you gotta be back on GH, you gotta come back to GH. So, yeah, I'm stoked to be home. I should, you know, uh, call it. I mean, you know, having having established that character back in 1996. <laughs> Indeed, it's kind of. I, I love playing Jax. You know, I uh, I'm stoked that I'm back. So, so you you visited a lot. You know, for short term stints over the last couple of years. What was the appeal to you in returning for you know a, a fuller, longer 
uh, term? Well, I mean, the, the, the short terms were we were in Hawaii um, pretty much full time for those for those five years. Um, you know, when I left the show in 2012, my wife got pregnant with Pohaku and uh, we did the movie. We drove across country for three months and we did the, um, the I did the Alex Cross movie in Cleveland and Detroit. And then we um, packed up the Airstream and the F-150. We, we shipped it all over to Hawaii. Um, and then as soon as I got there, I actually did Hawaii Five O. I played Malcolm Schaefer. And then uh, a few years later, um, I ended up meeting Peter Lenkov at, a, at an event in Hawaii. And uh, he was like, I got to bring you back on the show. So he brought me back as that reoccurring character, mm-hmm. uh, Robert Coughlin. And, um, and that was a lot of fun, too. So the, the little stints coming back to GH was because I was living in Hawaii full time. Um, and then Frank would call me every, every now and then and be like, Hey, can you come over and do, you know, X amount of episodes? And I'll, I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. Because it gave us an opportunity to come back to LA. And, um, um, I bought the van shortly after that as well. That used to be in storage. So we would fly in, take a taxi to the van, which was our mobile home basically. And, um, you know, I'd do the show for a little bit and then we would go adventuring. We would go for, you know, two months trips sometimes up the coast do some stand-up paddleboard races and then, you know, show the kids like we did the whole Oregon coast coming down all the way through San Francisco a couple of years ago. That was while we were still um, living in Hawaii full-time. So, yeah, that was, a, you know, it was a, it was a great ex- excuse to um, to visit the mainland and, and work at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, now, another project you worked on uh, in between GH stints was uh, Titans, the Aaron Spelling primetime soap. Tell us what you remember about doing that. Um, yeah, that was one of those ensemble pieces where, uh, I would literally, um, I would, I would, uh, call them just as a joke. I'd be like, Hey, can you send me the uh, directions to the studio again? Cause it's so far in between days that I'm working. I can't remember how to get there. <laughs> I think I was in like three scenes and episodes or something. Uh, Cheeky. but it, that was, that was a great show. Um, you know, I think if they would have given that a little bit more time, it, it could have, uh, um, it could have been a lot better. Um, it was great working with Chuck Pratt. Uh, I actually met him when I auditioned for Models Inc. Do you guys remember that? Of yes. course, please. Fantastic show. Another Aussie uh, uh, buddy was on that. Cameron Datto. He did amazing on that. And there was a couple of Aussies on there actually. And um, I read for that. I read for Chuck Pratt. And then later on, he became my executive producer for Titans. And then later on, he became the head writer at GH mm-hmm. with, uh, with Bob Guzzer. So, yeah. Um, you know, as you get older, you get to know more and more people in the industry. It's funny how it works. <laughs> <laughs> so since you love Hawaii so much, why why did you decide to make, you know, California home again? Um, well, I think it was one thing. I think um, my wife kind of – and we both agreed that I was too young to retire. <laughs> That's where it started. <laughs> it's just there's not a lot of, uh, you know, things happening in Hawaii. I was really, really hoping for a um, a series regular on something there. You know, I gave it five years, um, but there was just nothing that 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 came along. There was that one show with the submarine. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, Scott Speedman was in it, um, but there was no part on that for me. Uh, and then there wasn't really anything else. There was, you know, there was the reoccurring on on five zero. Um, but that's about it. So, you know, there's not a lot of shows that, that come there. So you have to get super, super lucky to get on one of those. And, 
<clears throat> my wife and I were talking, and I think at the time my parents were kind of living on the property with us. <laughs> I think that was another driving factor as well uh, to to get up and uh, and uh, go back to LA. So Across we were like, the ocean. You know what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's leave mom and dad here to take care of the property for a little bit, and um, that didn't end up you know, working out either. But um, so yeah, so we end, we said you know there's more opportunity. Um, also for the kids, there's, there's a lot more things to do here. Um, we love to travel in, in our van and we like to travel, you know, uh, to different countries as well. And it's just, um, it's easier to do it from here. Plus there's also work as well. So, so that's why we came back and we're actually loving being back in, in, uh, in California. We, we do love it when we go back. Sometimes I'm like, why did we leave? You know, sometimes you, you, you ask yourself and you're like, why did we leave again? I can't remember. <laughs> what was the reason? You know, Something and what about my do? parents and the property, yeah, did, huh? Right, right. And what did we do for five years when we were in Hawaii? We forget what we, what, I, I don't, I, all I did was paddle, I think. I just paddled a lot and did a lot of races. <laughs> and then, of course, I did Dancing with the Stars um, as well. That was, that was fun. But, um, yeah, no, I, I think we're, um, we're definitely here now, uh, to stay in California again, um, for, for a long time. And also for the kids, there is just so much more opportunity for them and, and, you know, to be able to give them that, to be able to have way more options than you do in Hawaii, um, I think is, is only fair. You know, that the, the fact that I, that we can live in LA here and I can have a job here, um, is great. And, um, you know, the kids are, uh, they're, they're just busy. They're, they're much busier, um, than they were in Hawaii. So, and, uh, yeah, so still homeschooling them and they're in swim team on climbing team, indoor climbing team, and they're going to be getting into all kinds of music stuff now as well. So as we're settling, settling down, we're going to be buying a house here probably in the next uh, six months or so. Oh, that's great. I mean, you guys are quite the adventurous family for anyone who follows you on social media. They certainly <laughs> see that. So. Well, we, we try to be. I mean, you know, I think it, the, the traveling um, is, uh, is um, I remember it when I was a kid, we traveled all through Europe, you know, before I moved to Australia when I was 10 years old. That time from, from being, a, you know, a two-year-old that I still remember, like, you know, France and, and uh, you know, um, going through... Uh, we traveled everywhere. We had a VW van as well. So I'm, I'm kind of used to the camper van. And we went to, you know, we went through London. I remember being parked like right in front of Buckingham Palace when I was a kid. We slept on the side of the street, like right by Hyde Park, I think. Wow. And then we drove all through Ireland. Um, uh, and then, of course, we, you know, we were in France and Spain. And then in the wintertime, we were in the Alps and Italy. So, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was very, very nice. Cool. Yeah, it was really, it was really great because my dad also worked as an art teacher at uh, at at um, at, a high, at a high school, and um, so he had the same vacations that we did. So we were all able to, you know, to always be gone because where we lived in Germany was kind of that middle middle of Germany, a little bit northern. Uh, the weather was just horrible; it was kind of crap. So every chance we got, we, <laughs> get my out to France. That's probably the reason they immigrated to Australia in, in 1981 as well, because the weather, you know, was one of those things. It just wasn't very nice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, traveling with the kids now um, is, um, I think it's just, it, it helps, you know, with, you know, making good little humans out of them. And and uh, we also enjoy it as well, you know, uh, introducing them to uh, to new new things, uh, nature and, and, and cities and, you uh, 
um, spending time together as a family and talking about things, you know, as we travel. So, yeah, California gives us that opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, you are the father of two boys. Off screen, on screen, you have a daughter, uh, you know, uh, Eden McCoy is Jocelyn. Um, How would you describe sort of, you know, how you approach that relationship? Um, Let's talk about, let's talk about Eden. I mean, come on. (laughs) She is amazing. Yeah. She's Um, so well cast as Jackson Carly's daughter. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And she really grew into that. You know, I see a lot of young actors that are given an opportunity like that. And, you know, she was green when she first started and she was young. But what she's developed into, she's developed into such an amazing actress um, from when she first came on the show. And and now she's a very serious regular. It's it's just it's it's amazing to watch. And, um, um, you know, when I work with her, she connects. And I don't know if that had anything to do with, you know, working with Maurice and with, with uh, Laura Wright for so long and then, you know, kind of giving her advice uh, as she's, you know, as she's learning her craft. I'm sure it had something to do with that. Um, yeah, so it just it, it feels like a little mini Laura Wright sitting in front of me when, <laughs> when I work with her, you know. It, it really um, – it's the casting uh, physically is so great as well that you really – you think you're sitting opposite your daughter. <laughs> so, well, yeah. Eden and it makes not- me sad that – it makes me sad that, that we don't have – you know, my wife and I still always talk about it. She's always – think she always thought she was going to have three kids and, you know, we had a horrible mishap a couple of years ago and she almost died. Um, yeah, and, that, you was, know, we that was heartbreaking to read. Horrible, I mean, horrible. Yeah. I'm so and, sorry. You know, it, yeah, and it still affects us, you know. We 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 came so close to losing her, like within minutes, and um, uh, you know, now we we but we still talk about that third one because we were sure it was a girl, um, and um, you know, there's there's still a chance that we might still try for the third one, but there's that fear, you know, of of something going wrong. So, you know, yeah, um, do we just call it a day and we got two healthy kids and move on, or <laughs> you know? So yeah, that that came up again when I worked with uh, with Eden, and uh, and I was like, great, it'd be great, it'd be amazing to have a daughter. Probably give me a heart attack. (laughs) That age. (laughs) Yeah, what kind of dad of a daughter do you think you'd be? Yeah, right. What what kind of dad would I be? Yeah, to a daughter. Mm -hmm. Oh goodness me! I mean, I you know, with age, I'm I'm definitely uh, becoming more and more relaxed. I have to say. you know, with the boys too, it was, it was tough sometimes. Um, you know, when you're frustrated with yourself, uh, you kind of, you know, you, you, uh, you transfer that over to your kids when they do something wrong, you yell at them for, 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 um, for no reason. Um, and as a parent, I think it's a parent fail. It's not the kids. The kids are just having fun and trying to do their own thing if they're good kids, you know? Um, and they're loud. Boys are loud. My goodness, boys are loud. Um, <laughs> Um, but I think a lot of the time it's, 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 um, it's, it's, it's not the kids, it's the parents. The parents need to learn to be better parents. And, and that's what I'm trying to do right now. And I'm, I'm really getting there with them now. You know, I'm not getting as, as, uh, I'm not, I don't really get mad at them anymore now. I just take stuff away. I'm like, you guys, you guys got to keep doing this. It's going to be one week probation. There will be no Minecraft. And then they're like, oh, oh boy. <laughs> that works better than anything. Technology threats. Take something good. away that they love. And they're like, oh, I'm going to start, like, you know, behaving and start, you know. 
Um, my, my son just came in and gave me the thumbs up. He goes, yeah, it works. <laughs> right, buddy? Yes, it's better. Better dad is like that, right? Instead of angry Hulk dad. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, getting back to having a daughter, I think I would be uh, even, even more, you know, chill. Um, but also, you know, we, we, we both uh, very firm, strong, um, believers of strong parenting. Um, so when it's no, it's no, it's just a straight up no. Um, it will get an explanation so they understand, but it's, it's a no. Um, and I think a lot of parents, uh, have a hard time with that. I think a lot of parents think they're being bad parents if they're saying no. Um, you know, so, um, yeah, that's, um, that's the way we kind of, you know, we kind of do it. We're, we're, we explain to our kids, you know, we're, we're, we are, we're not you we are your friends but we're also your parents we're your parents first so what we have to do is give you guys the right guidance for 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 the future and so that way that you can get in go out there in life and make your own decisions and hopefully make good ones um so yeah that's uh that's been uh, working well so i think with a daughter yes i would be <laughs> until it comes to prom and some dude is at the front door it'll be my best friend and it'll be like that scene in uh in uh what is it bad boys 2 you know where they come to the door and they're they're playing good cop bad cop yeah that that it would be that it'd be like it stays in the pants buddy okay stays in the pants well, Ingo, when we uh, when we reported your return here on the podcast and we're first talking about it, I was like, it's proof that I've grown as a person, that I'm so excited to have Jax back on the canvas because yeah, I was, you know. you know, so petty back in the day about you stealing Brenda away. But Oh, I- <laughs> my God, were you? <laughs> yes, I was. I'm not proud of it. I've outgrown it. Yeah, that's the thing, right? I mean, we, 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 we do. We, we outgrow those things. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much for joining us today, Ingo. And we are so happy you're back on the show. Thank you, guys. It was awesome talking to you. And I hope we can do it again soon. We'd love to. Have a great one. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Ingo Rademacher for being our guest. If you like this podcast, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Pick up a new issue on sale now and come back next week for another podcast.